This is On The Left Side, the funny football show. Ronaldo coming in at the far post. There's the chance. Was that a push? Michael Oliver oh. says penalty. What about that for drama? Oh. A push on Lucas Vasquez right at the death. And a penalty to Real Madrid. Hola, guten tag. And welcome to another 10 minutes packed full of funny football stuff as we take a look back at the last few days of news from the beautiful game. I'm Jim, and as we're on the clock, we should probably get started. There is only one place we can really start this show, isn't there? And that's with Harry Kane. Having spent pretty much the whole show last time out discussing why exactly Harry Kane should not be awarded a goal he didn't score just to give him a fighting chance of winning the golden boot, I'm loath to do so. But on the other hand... What the actual fuck are you doing? The FA's dubious goals panel made themselves dubious in their own abilities this week by deciding that actually, yeah, we probably should give that goal against Stoke to Harry, having previously decided that in reality, he got nowhere near it. I can only think that this was in an attempt to save Kane's daughter's life and prevent some kind of human sacrifice taking place before this weekend's game versus Man City, after the Spurs striker swore that he had got the goal on his daughter's life this week. A promise that really needs some scrutiny by the dubious oaths panel, in my opinion. This dodgy decision leads me to worry about two things. One, being the mental state of Harry if he doesn't go on to win the golden boot. And two... Is there going to be any stopping him in his quest to do so? Having claimed an imaginary goal against the Potters, he's clearly now going to be investigating any of the other goals that Spurs have scored over the last two weeks, like a rabid, overzealous PPI salesman. Have you had a goal attributed to someone else that should have been yours? Did they wheel away in celebration when it should have been you running to the corner flag with your arm aloft? We can claim back your misattributed goals. And remember... No goal, no fee. Just text Bellend to 5263 now. If I'm honest, I was pretty surprised that Harry didn't claim some of the credit for this week's thrilling Champions League action. It was a week of dramatic comebacks, near misses and fallen icons across Europe's premier competition, as for once, the Champions League actually lived up to its billing with some thrilling encounters. For a start, there was Roma's unbelievable turnover, coming back from 4-1 down from their first leg encounter in Barcelona, a result which literally no one expected, and drama that was captured perfectly by BT Sports' Peter Jury with some Ray Hudson-esque pros. And That is what all commentary should sound like. Lovely stuff. That knocks Barcelona out of the competition and it sets up Roma with a semi-final place versus Liverpool. It's the team bus I feel sorry for. That dramatic turnaround was almost mirrored exactly in the Juventus game against Real Madrid. 
Their task was to recover from a 3-0 deficit against the Galacticos, but the fairy tale ending remained just out of reach. Juve pulled the game back to level pegging until the 97th minute when English referee Michael Oliver awarded Real a penalty which Cristiano Ronaldo, in a bid to make a whole other portion of the world hate him, duly dispatched. A heartbreaking moment. And just as Jury captured the emotion and excitement of the Roma result, Michael Owen completely missed the point with his post-match punditry as he tried to look for a bright side for veteran goalkeeper Jean-Luigi Buffon to focus on. He has lost his head, hasn't he? Yeah. But if there's any consolation, at least he's not going to have to miss the, the next match for a red card. He's thrown his hands in anyway, so I've sod it. <laughs> yeah, nice one, Michael. Fitting tribute to the end of a 21-year Champions League career for one of the world's greatest ever keepers. Buffon didn't see the same silver lining as Owen did. In fact, he was pretty pissed off about the whole thing, having seen probably his last chance at European glory with Juventus slip through his gloved fingers. Completely disregarding that just because you want a result to happen doesn't mean it should happen, Buffon was looking for someone to blame. And rather than point a finger at himself, he decided to point his finger at English referee Michael Oliver instead, saying, Two awards, such a doubtful or super doubtful penalty, just ahead of the final whistle, and destroy the work of a team who gave absolutely everything. You have to have a rubbish bin instead of your heart. A rubbish bin for a heart? Sounds like it should be a song in The Wizard of Oz, that. But why don't you want a heart made of tissue and sinew like everyone else, Michael? Well, I could give away a free kick, behaving like a real dick, and that would be a start. Then there'd be a dodgy pencher that would knock Juventus right out if I had a rubbish heart. Buffon's criticism sparked the Juve faithful into life with the Englishman and his family, feeling the full force of angry Italians on social media. So much so, in fact, that football fans in Italy who weren't upset by the Champions League exit decided to stick up for the man in the middle and began a campaign of love to combat the campaign of hate as the hashtag Italia loves Michael Oliver began trending on Twitter and the nation showed its appreciation for Oliver's officiating. But, as always, some people just took it a little bit too far. With tweets like at Andy Torino's, who said... You are the Martin Luther King of referees, the Robin Hood of sports, the Churchill of football. And this one from at Dascot underscore. A great man does not seek applause or place. He seeks for truth. He seeks the road to happiness. And what he ascertains, he gives to others. This man is Michael Oliver. It just goes to show two things. One, maybe Michael Oliver should be going to the World Cup finals. And two, football fans love to wind up the opposition. Something that Sunderland are all too aware of. The Black Cats are staring relegation in the face and they want to limit the pain for their own fans as they slip quietly into the footballing abyss. From next weekend's game against Burton Albion, Sunderland are removing cash turnstiles from the ground. This isn't an attempt to improve security or to encourage people to buy tickets in advance. It's to try and stop Newcastle fans sneaking into the Stadium of Light to gloat about the Mackhams going down in what has been described as a relegation party. And as S Club 7 taught us, there ain't no party 
like a relegation party. It's amazing. Some fans would rather go and watch their rival team lose than their own team win. That said, given some of the performances at St James's Park this season, that's hardly a surprise. Now, if you want to get tickets for the game, you have to go through an official vetting process. But don't worry too much if you get rejected. You can always ask Harry Kane to appeal it for you. Hello. What? Are you singing a song he's singing? Or singing a song there, yeah. Oh. Sunderland. There ain't no party like a relegation party. Sorry, where was I? That's another show in the can. Thanks for listening. If you liked it, then do all the usual stuff we ask you to. Subscribe to the show, follow us on Twitter at On The Left Side, and, importantly, vote for us in the Football Blogging Awards. You can find a link to do that on our Twitter account, or you can just head to footballbloggingawards.co.uk, click on the Nominate button, and put our name down as Best Podcast. Nicers. See you soon. On the Left Side is written and produced by Ant McGinley and Jim Salverson, with additional production from Sean Alsop for Abrupt Audio.